So we got to sit here mm-hmm. and can't even actually share a beer together. Well, I mean, like, you know, same room together. Yeah, right. And Dan's sitting out on a boat. Fishing. Soaking shrimp pots. And trying for halibut or rockfish or whatever the French will bite. Right? <sighs> Lucky bum. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a nice way to put it. Well, you know, it, it is a <laughs> podcast, so I try and keep things clean. <laughs> that wasn't exactly the... yeah. You know, give us crap and send us little troll pictures there. And yeah, I came out of Fred Meyer's doing the shopping uh, for the for the week, and I came out to that, and I was like, going, yeah, he's got me beat after eight hours of work. Yeah, mm, yeah. Well, I've been. I decided, you know, it's dry enough in the backyard. I gotta start, you know, getting it cleaned up after a winter of dogs <laughs> doing their thing. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I'll bet that's ripe. Even even in this cool weather, that's got to be right. It was it wasn't that bad, but I mean, smell wasn't bad, but yeah, it was just it's the yeah. backyard full of poo, literally. Well, you know, you get you know, it'll poo everywhere, and then it'll snow and pack down on that, and then they'll poo on top of it. So it was literally poo on top of poo on top of poo. Good jeez. Mm. So yeah, your wife asked for the pressure washer, by the way. Yeah. Yep. She. Asked me, where can I get a pressure washer? Well, Dave's got one you can probably borrow. And Yeah, anytime. Yep. But good stuff, man. Yeah. Dude, I'm glad it's the end of the week. I'm so glad. Yeah. It's it's been it's been a week. Mm. Mm. Just you know, we're getting busier at the hospital just because they're opening things back up and you know, just stupid. The um our COVID load is low. I mean, we only have what three, four patients. None of them are two. Thank God. Now, now so I've, this is something that I've been wanting to ask for a while. Hmm. Those COVID patients, are they in? Be like, yeah, obviously they have COVID. They're test positive. But is it the COVID that is the issue, or is it something else that the COVID is exacerbating? Um, most of them, it's been the COVID. Like straight up the COVID. Like healthy, no issues, no medical I history. Say, I would say like no medical history, but like, so for example, if I got COVID right now, right, mm-hmm. they would say, well, he's got obstructive sleep apnea. They'd probably say, because I've had a little bit of high blood pressure at the doctor's office because I get white cone syndrome. They'd probably say, oh, it's undiagnosed hypertension. And so he's got high blood pressure. So I'd have quote unquote, quote, comorbidities. And you know, like the the folks that I've seen, they they are, there's been either two groups of folks, young, otherwise what I would call pretty healthy guys. You bump into them at the store, you bump into them at work, you go, hey, he's just a healthy dude. You know, he doesn't get sick that often. He's just a regular dude. Maybe he takes a pill or two for his high blood pressure. Maybe he's a little bit of diabetes, right? There's also yeah. been the older, like, I'm, you know, I've got all the usual candidates. They were in their usual state of health. And I think that's mm-hmm. probably the biggest thing. They were in their usual state of health and they get this COVID thing. And they come and, in and, and that's, it's, it's I guess respi- that's kind of what I was wondering. Yeah, it's respiratory driven. You can definitely tell it's respiratory driven. And you see <laughs> what happens is like, so like you or I, if we, if we got COVID and we had a bad case, right? I mean, that's what we're talking about here. We're not talking about the, the cheesy, you know, relatively speaking, I say cheesy. You know, the, I didn't get any symptoms or I had this and I felt like, you know, crummy. These are people that really need to be in the hospital. Most of them, it's like their respiratory drive. Like they're just breathing really hard. They're coming at SATs like 80, but they're texting mm-hmm. on their phone. You know what I mean? Like they're just really weird. Yeah. Um, these guys are ending. I mean, if you can imagine you being on an otherwise healthy guy being on 35 liters, hundred percent. Yeah. High flow nasal cannula. And that's kind of where I was like, when, when they're talking about all these deaths and hospitalizations, is it like how many of them? Cause that is never talked about. Mm, right. Yeah. They just say COVID they died of from COVID-19. Okay. Well, do they have COPD? Do they have hypertension? Do they have all these other things that were, underline that exacerbated the issue and COVID came in and like took it to the next level. And that's right. Well, or is it like healthy exercise all the time? And then all of a sudden, yeah, I hospitalized tubes and dead. Right. So I understand what you're saying, but you have to understand too, that even if like, say for example, you have all the comorbidities, you got diabetes, you got CAD, you got coronary disease, you got the, mm-hmm. the COPDs and all that stuff. Right. And sure. then you come yeah. in with a heart attack, you died of a heart attack. 
Yeah. So same I, no, that, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying is like, we're not hearing the other stuff. We're just hearing they died from COVID. Okay. Right. Yeah, they did. They did. But, but and that was people the, are people getting all got all worked up because, well, they died of COVID. So, you know, it's funny is they talk about all these new drugs. I am personally as a nurse, not convinced on them. New drugs. What do you mean? Like the Plaquenils and the, the one Trump uh, promoted oh, the sure the malaria Whatever. drug. What we have found and talking to my intensivists, cause I get to talk to them and kind of have them a little whole shot on these really smart dudes and they're all pulmonologists. So this is like right in their wheelhouse. Yeah. They have argued that they say, you know, you tube somebody and like, if they don't die in 24 hours, they survived extubation. It seems like hmm. it might be 10 days. It might be 11 days. It might be four days, but you survived at that extubation. Then there's another, yeah. because of the cytokine release, you kind of, you can make that happen. Then after that, there's like a, like after you tube, there's another window there where it's like, it's really deadly. Hmm. So, cause I mean, we haven't lost, I mean, everybody that's got extubated and everybody that's got on high flow uh, nasal cannulas and BiPAPs and things like this, yeah. they all, once we get them out of certain zones, they've always trended better. Yeah. And, if, and it's funny because in the other interesting thing I've noticed about COVID is like, so you'll be going along and you'll need these high flow nasal cannula, just super high flow, right? Mm -hmm. You're going, dude, they're just not getting anyone. They're slightly getting better. Meh, meh. And then all of a sudden one day you come in and they're like, oh, they decreased their oxygen requirement from this, you know, garden, or I mean, not even a garden hose from a, you know, a, a firefighter hose down to, you know, four liters. I mean, you go from 35 liters and a hundred percent on a well, special it's, mixer. You know. It's a, it's a virus. It all of a sudden it runs its course and. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, they get better. It seems like almost overnight, it's just hilarious. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just say hilarious, which is very interesting. Well, that's, that's how I am when I get a cold or a, the flu or something. It's like bad, bad, bad. Next time. Fine. Right. We're seeing so, a lot of that. Yeah. But again, I think that it, <clears throat> that was one of the things I always, just because I, you know, worked as in the medical field and mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, we've had four, you know, nine COVID deaths. Okay, cool. Were they perfectly healthy, like Mount Marathon runner athletes that have never been sick, never had any issues, never, and they died? Or was it the, the person who has, is on a ton of meds and uncontrolled diabetes and all these other things that are causing them to be more susceptible to it? See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, there's a percentage of folks that are literally in that boat of they have no other comorbidities and they fall over practically half dead from COVID. Um, hmm. Vast majority well, of folks, yeah, yeah. And there's always gonna be some, right? But well, there's there's people I know like that that died of the flu. That right, exactly, same like, thing. Why did you die of the flu? So. Yeah, right. But most of these folks, they, you know, they have something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you think about it, but you don't present. It's not like I get sick today and I present to the hospital today for a flu or for a COVID. Yeah, I'm at home. My blood sugars are going up because of the way my body works. And oh, so yeah. now I'm coming in and my heart's over. My heart's strained, right? Not just my lungs, but my heart's strained. My sugars are up, and now everything's out of whack. And uh, down oh, my yeah. go. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. COVID, man. I'm over but, it. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to get back are, to life. Things are starting to. I'm. I'm. As you can see, still haven't got the haircut yet. <laughs> I got some trimmers. Hoping now. Nah, I'm hoping that'll change here in the next week. So. So my dad. I know, you're going to end up, if, you, if I said yeah to that, you with the trimmers, I'd end up with like a freaking. I'd give them to your wife. Back. <laughs> that wouldn't be me. Oh, no, no, no. I would not be involved. No, 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 no. This be all your wife. It's how much you trust and love your wife. Uh, yeah. I mean, my hair's not bad because I trust and love my wife. Yeah, but you also, what is that, like a number one all over? <laughs> no, it's like a three on top and like a down to a half. It's pretty army-esque, yes. Yeah. So, but uh, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, I'm ready for things to open up. But my dad, speaking of haircuts, mm. so my dad and his pastor share the same barber. Okay. Like they both go to the same lady. And so mm -hmm. my dad texted her and said, hey, I'm willing to come in whenever, just before Pastor Bobby Jones. <laughs> just because dad knows that Pastor Bobby Jones, I, we love him dearly. He's a good guy, but he is super vain about his yeah. hair. Like he has to have his haircut. So he's like, that's like one of the things he's dying to do is have his haircut. So gotcha. <laughs> leave it to my dad to, to beat him into it. Yeah. And he did. Nice. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, man, just getting all those little things. But, but, um, 
on the plus side, the state of Alaska did say that they're not going to do anything and close any campgrounds. Yeah, which is nice. And they did open up the interstate, or not interstate, the intrastate travel as far as the road system is concerned. So, yep. you know, we are allowed to drive anywhere. You can drive with a pickup. So mm-hmm. go for it. Yep. Which, which is, is good. Huge. From because, my I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you go on a weekend trip, you go through three towns in Alaska. It's, well, you know. And the other thing he made a good point is he said, you know, with the tourism being down and with all that kind of stuff, we're really going to be hurting, uh, not us, but like the whole economy is just going to be hurting for those small businesses. So get out there and support them. Like Mm -hmm. go camping, go enjoy it. Have a good Alaskan summer. Really enjoy Alaska this year. So I, you know, hats off to the guy, but anyways, so question, we're kind of coming to the end of the quarantine, at least for us up here in Alaska. Okay. And we've been going through this kind of big time where we're just going, hey, we're stuck inside the house. What have you been consuming? I mean, obviously, we've been doing our honeydew list and trying to get set up for fishing and doing all that kind of stuff. And we, you, yeah. we both have work. I mean, I'm working every day at the hospital. It hasn't really changed my work schedule per se. But, you know, it's what are you doing to uh, keep yourself entertained? What are you watching on TV? What are you listening to? Frozen 2 count. It does because <laughs> we do. I do have the kid home, right? Exactly. I feel like that is a staple. At least once a day, you hear "Let It Go." Frozen two. No, that's Frozen one. That's Frozen one. That's right. I only See, watched. Fro- I took. I did Frozen two in the theater with my kids. See, I what was I doing? I didn't see it in theaters. I somehow I Heather talked me into something. it. Yeah, yeah Heather talked know. me into it, and I didn't have a good excuse, and no shit, there I was. <laughs> <laughs> right so there it is yeah we were on uh we have it on disney plus so yeah but what about yeah, you what so have you been watching for brandon personally you know um i've been trying to to if you so almost everyone has especially in alaska we all have amazon prime because yes. that's like the only way to get stuff up here right well for a so decent it, price anyways right yeah i mean any any online orders it's amazon prime or you pay out the nose so, um, I have actually gone to Amazon prime and you can basically just type in hunt in their, in their video mm-hmm. on the Amazon prime video. Mm-hmm. Uh, and man, there's a ton of hunting shows come up. I like Alaska outdoor TV as uh, one of my favorites. I love watching that one. Uh, cause they're just the, the hunts that we, we do, you know, right. or the hunts that are, we'd like you know, to they, do it. Well, not even that. Like they have, they have one out in the duck flats. Like you know, right, that's yeah. a place we hunt. You know, they have it's our um, backyard. Yeah, right. And they're they're doing, you know, fishing trips on the Kenai. They're doing those things. It's like, man, this is where we go do our stuff, and it's really cool to see it from another perspective. Um, and then they do the other ones. They're out there, you know, in Kodiak chasing mountain goat and stuff like that in the middle of you know October. No, later than that, it was like February. Hmm. But um, just some really cool stuff there. Um, there's, I don't know, there's three or four. The one that I, the most recent one I've been watching is uh, the Adventure Series with Steve West. Hmm. So Steve West, said, uh, he's a guide. Uh, well, when I say guide, like I, he has guided, he is a guide, but most of what he does is set clients up with guided hunts. So, you know, you're from Texas, you want to go hunt the Yukon, you call Steve, Steve sets up the hunt with his connections and basically takes you on this guided hunt and you pay for him to take you on this hunt um, with the local guides here or wherever they're at. But uh, um, so he has a show on there. It's uh, like, I don't forget what it is. It's, it's more about their guide service and the shows they've done with their clients and stuff. Then they do another one. It's uh, the outdoor, the adventure series was where he's out doing the stuff he wants to do with his crew. Nice. Um, you know, they take a, they're, they do a, a Alaska grizzly spring bear. I mean, mm. they're taking this thing right out of the, right out of the den and like nice. um, they're doing big moose hunts. They're doing, they do a muskox hunt. Uh, um, they do uh, the one that I really like watching his is they did a uh, woodland caribou in Nova Scotia. Well, now that actually sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's um, a little. It's kind of like hunting an antelope in the woods. You know what I mean? Like it's not something that you normally so think we. Woodland caribou are bigger. Well, they are, but my point is when when you say I'm going to go hunt caribou, usually it's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you picture the open tundra. I get you know you. What I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a different kind of a hunt than. And yes, it is a different animal. I won't disagree with that, but it's a, it's a different kind of hunt than 
what we when we when we, when we say I hear you. <laughs> we're gonna go out and hunt caribou we think of the arctic you know what i mean we think yep. of that open t- country yeah so. but he's big on uh, one of his big things is a uh, muzzleloader yeah he uh he has a uh, multiple animals now where he's taken a slam with them like caribou he did uh every species of caribou with a cva muzzleloader now you know it's interesting. So I come from some of the most restrictive areas as far as muzzleloading is concerned. The Pacific Northwest, they actually call it the um, they call it the Pacific Northwest model. So if you ever see that, it's specifically designed where it has the open breech. Usually they can't. So you have to have open breech, old style percussion or flintlock, no pellets. You're allowed sabots. So it's like the, there's like a whole bunch of qualifications, and they have rifles that are set up, set up specifically for that. And it's kind of humorous to me, but primers are five hundred one five. Anyways, um, so yeah, I'm taking a little different approach. So I had some time off before the whole quarantine thing set in, with my wife being off for surgery, and I was off for that, and mm-hmm. and so I'm going to kind of include a little bit of that, just because I was spending more time like off, like everybody's been quarantined. I was more in that kind of yeah. mode because I was spending more time off. I did a lot of YouTube, like just. How are guys bear baiting? And yeah, some of it doesn't necessarily apply directly to Alaska, which is like, hey, what are they doing in Maine? What are they doing in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan? What are they doing in Canada? I did a lot of those kinds of things. So it was fun just to kind of gain some tips and tricks. But I'll tell you what I did is I went back and I rewatched all the Meat Eater series. Mm. And, you know, you say what you want about Steve. I mean, he um, seems to be a decent guy, but of course we can all put on that face long enough to be on sure. you know, video or whatever. But I do like his approach. I do like how they've the, the video piece of it, which has been mm. interesting to go back. Now we've kind of done some podcasting, kind of go back and look at that from a, hey, how did they shoot that shot to make it look more rural or rustic or whatever they were looking for to make it seem cooler, better, meaner, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd say like as far as production goes, as Meat Eater, you know, Ranella and his crew have really take that to a really great height. Like, yeah, they do, especially for guys that are running around with, I want to say GoPro. They're they're better than GoPros, but they're not. Oh, they're like, much better than GoPros. But but my point is, is they're not like going out there. They're not like setting it up like a. I feel like Jim Shockey and some of those other guys. Like they set it up so well that mm-hmm. you kind of go. Steve Rennell still has a little bit of a. At times, he has a little bit of a backyard quality to him. Like he's the kind of guy that, like at least when he presents on TV, he's the kind of guy that you'd go and go. Huh. I could sit down and talk with you around a campfire. Jim Shockey, I don't get that feeling. So here's the thing but. with Jim Shockey. Jim Shockey is a guide and a hunter, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what his whole career has been. Right. Nella is a journalist. Right, exactly. So he knows how to spin yarn. He can tell a story. That right. is what he went to school to do is to take this little thing here and tell it as a story. Right. Most hunting guys are not that. They're purely, we're going to go out and go hunt something. Right. And I understand you know, so. that. I mean, I, I totally understand, but it's just been interesting to go back and re- rewatch that. Um, I'm and a motor. Go ahead. For me, that's what I enjoy the most about Ronella is he does take the time to actually tell a story and tell it well. And, it's not just a, a hunting show. Like there's, there's. And compared to the hunting shows when I grew up, you know, in the nineties when hunting shows were kind of first coming, they were all about taking the biggest buck and they kind of would show, go out and whack a buck and then, you know, they didn't show the care that I'm sure those guys did. I mean, I'm not trying to say they didn't, but Rinella really shows that, okay, I took this animal, I'm going to gut it. They show not necessarily, you know, the guts rolling out per se, as they do show his hands bloody. They show him cooking. Every time he gets something, he shows you cooking that animal. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting, some of his stuff. Um, and he even admits uh, when he goes wrong, and he'll tell you about his warnings and kind of don't do this, don't do that, particularly when you combine it with his podcast which has been oh, kind yeah. of fun. So like the trichinosis and bears. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure he would uh, have a piece to say about that. <laughs> Cook yeah. your bear meat. Cook your bear meat. Yeah. But yeah, I, I know I, I, I've, I've watched all the, the meter that I can. Do you not have, do you have, do you have Netflix? Huh? I have Netflix, but it only, they, they only have what the last three seasons on there. And then, Oh, you need to come over and watch, um, I have uh, Sling on the Roku box. Yeah, see, I don't have Sling. And I have the first four seasons. We just don't want to pay for it because we're paying for other things. And I'm like, well, hmm. Yeah, well. One extra thing to pay for. and I just haven't canceled it only because I get 
well, yeah, long story, but I ended up with ESPN that way. And, but now that I know that if you have a Verizon phone, you get the NFL network for free and watch the games for free. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I don't have sling, but so I've watched, I mean, I've watched all the, as many as I can of our, our media friends and I listen to their podcast probably as much as you do. Right. Uh, I'll throw it on my truck or my background when I'm working in the garage or whatever and all right. that kind of stuff too. So yeah, I've kind of gotten, I keep up on it, but I, I, as far as hunting stuff shows, hunting shows go, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I want to see some other stuff. And that's you know, kind of so, where I've gotten with all this. I've actually gone to where now, so I kind of get on like video jags, if you will. So I, I'll watch Mythbusters at nauseum forever. It seems like uh, we invest in that because I really enjoy that show. It's a lot of fun to watch those guys do their thing. I'm a gearhead at heart. So I've, so I've spent a lot of time on hot rent on demand, watching roadkill shows, engine masters, learning about carbs and stuff like that, which mm. for a hunting show is meh. But the other one I've done a lot of is I've gone on uh, Disney plus. Mm-hmm. I watched the last season, two seasons of life below zero. Hmm. And the only reason, uh, hold on. Only reason why I even watch it because I wanted to know what do. So when you see a TV show, I wanted to look at that through the eyes of what they're trying to show, and it was hilarious to me because I was sitting there, I'm like I'm like watching these things, and especially being in Alaska, you know what I mean? Like where you know all the details of oh this that and the other thing, you kind of go really. Really? Yeah, people listening cannot see it, but I'm shaking my head in disgust. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's just. But it's one of those. But it really shows when you know things like. The guy that's out of Ninana that they show in these last two seasons. It's interesting to watch the photos of how they show things, of how like remote things are. So, for example, I found this hilarious to me. So I was dying laughing. And everybody else would go, well, that scene wasn't funny. Well, no, no. To somebody like you and me, it would be hilarious. So, you know when you're at the Bush Kana campgrounds, okay? You know, we're all the mm-hmm. way out there on Denali Highway. Yep. And you look across from the campground. And on the far side of the river, there's a white cabin. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've taken pictures of it. I thought it was cool. I took pictures of it while I was out there hunting and life went on. Okay. I went, that was an mm-hmm. old trapper cabin, right? Sure. Well, one, of, one of the guys bought that cabin. Huh. I talked about how remote he was and the access and the, you know, blah, but he blah, blah. And they showed his truck there and they just slid some stuff in. And you understand it's a half a mile off the road, right? Well, and if you're going in there in the winter time, there's no, no, no is, I know, but I'm just saying, if, you, if you're going there in the wintertime, there's no maintenance on that road. So you're snow machining from Cantwell. Right. And that's what, like 50 miles or something like that? So uh, he's, he does dog sleds, but yeah, yeah, yeah nonetheless. But, but the funny part is I look at this and I kind of go, the way their camera angles were, you never – I mean, like when he was at the road, you saw the road, right? Which was cool because they showed him unloading his truck, which was obvious. But yeah. then all his camera angles, you never once saw – the other cabins that are on the way to his place. You never once saw the, I mean, you saw the river, but you never saw the campground right across the river where there's fresh, clean water. So literally he could just ride a two mile circuit if he wanted to and just get pump out fresh, clean water. Like the, to me, that yeah. was the more interesting part. It wasn't so much. That I was looking at it from a, I was looking at it more from the artistic point of view of how they manipulated the screenshots to sh- paint their story. And, Oh yeah. And I just kind of went, huh? <laughs> interesting. And it's the reason I'm shaking my head. Right, <laughs> because so, it's, but they, again, was, they did the same thing. Was it uh, Alaska Bush people? Yeah, they had that series on there forever. Um, I think it was the first one. They were up in the Glen Allen area, I forget somewhere. somewhere up in that side. Yeah, but they're out in this remote cabin that they had to build, and they they're almost freezing to death and all this stuff. Well, I found where that cabin is. Mm. It's in a subdivision. Mm. Like it's like there's areas of palmer that are less populated <laughs> essentially it'd be like going out to the butte area right know? yeah like right. you have neighbors all over the place it's not exactly what we call the rural wilds of alaska no yeah it's out in the middle of nowhere i mean it's a long way if you're going to drive to anchorage right but i mean you're 20 30 minutes from glen allen which has a general store and uh little Several. three bears and a clinic and Isn't three bears there uh, maybe it's not three bears, but it's a little like wholesale. They have an IGA there. That's what it is. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and then that show, they went down to Southeast after they got mm-hmm. ran out of there because the neighbors were shooting at him. Well, if you figure this, start doing some digging on that story, because you know, all these neighbors drove them out. No, 
the neighbors were actually getting pissed off at the helicopters flying over low shooting video mm. and started. And, and there's like a, the investigation goes, a troopers went and investigated of somebody shooting at a helicopter. Mm. So it wasn't the, the Bush people. It was discovery channel that people were pissed with. Right. So they I bounced say, out of there. I would say by Alaskan standards, funny part is, so they show these people and how, strange and, and then obviously they're trying to sell a story they're trying to make you suck you in and so it's just kind of funny because i look at them and kind of go these people are pretty normal people i mean i've met some of the guys from the deadliest catch and yeah okay so they're a tv person but they're just other dudes you know what i mean like you'd find them anywhere but it, they want to paint a story um the other one is on disney plus they have the mandalorian series i got sucked into that and you know, I, I watched I watched maybe three of those episodes, and I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong. I kind of fell off. Yeah, it was one of those things. If there were so few episodes, I was like, I just have to watch this to the end. So I just went all the way through it. Yeah, I, I haven't. Like, it's either something my kids are watching, mm. or, you know, Ella's watching something, or it's The Office, because, I mean, The Office is fantastic. Office. I mean, it's, it's the, office. the Office. And then... uh yeah, I feel like every now and then I'll throw on like a, I'll get on like a, a true stories kick. Like there's a, oh, what was this? It was a, a show about Operation Odessa, which hmm. is a a DEA operation about some Russian dude who was living <laughs> in yeah right, who was living in South Florida, who has had connections with the Russian mob there and. Basically, he tried to buy a Russian nuclear submarine to sell to the cartel. <laughs> Seems legit, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the more I know about the cartel, like, I mean, from what I understand, uh, Escobar, the, uh, the drug king. Oh, this, this wasn't Escobar. You so know, no, no, but, start... but, but when we talk about, like, you know, does that seem, like, to me, I always kind of go, does that, does that seem legit? And I always go back to Escobar. Apparently, he he uh, burned the most expensive fire one time. Did you hear hear about this? Apparently, it's a true story yeah. where yeah. he burned the hundred dollar bills to keep his daughter warm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. it was like a three million dollar um, fire. But <laughs> here's the, here's the crazy part: the Cali cartel was actually more profitable and had more mm-hmm. resources than the uh, Medellin cartel, which was Escobar. So. Yeah, there's yeah, money in that. and that's who they were trying to sell us to is the Cali cartel. Who were? <laughs> it's like, yeah. It was just, it was in a, yeah. So I'll yeah. find myself watching one of those, just like, just shaking your head. Like, how does this stuff just actually, and it's not made up. It's like, this is. It's based on a true story kind of thing, right? They're interviewing the people that were doing it. Like, so have yeah. you watched Tiger anyway. King? Have you watched Tiger King at all? I guess that's the new one. Tiger King. Um, It's on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tiger where, King. Where she yeah. fed the husband to the tiger or something. Clearly, yeah. I've watched it, right? Yeah. No, I haven't watched a single moment. <laughs> um, yeah, that one is – I've watched one or two of those, and it's something special. <laughs> it is southern goodness all over the place. Like, <laughs> it's just uh, – yeah. I tell you what <laughs> – uh that's more texas that's yeah i was gonna say that's uh yeah i think there's about five teeth in the whole episode that i saw oh wow <laughs> so it's like total stereotype dude yeah it's it's i'm sure i'm i'm positive when you watch that show it's like us anyone who is wherever they were anyone there is probably like us with the Alaska shows just shaking their head going, Oh my gosh, you had to show that particular thing because that's, that's not even close to true. <laughs> right. Or, well, you know, I mean true, right. but like that's doesn't really depict where they were, they were at, but kind of like the, um, I remember watching the show Axman on mm. history channel where they show yeah. all the log Northwest. Yep. I remember watching it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not real. I mean, yes, it is real logging, but it's not really, I mean, a lot of those fights and whatnot are made up. You know what I mean? Oh, it's, it's all like, staged. Yeah. So a lot of it's all staged. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying there's not fights out there. I got buddies out there that are still literally, they fight all the time because that's dudes, alpha males doing their thing, but people don't fight like that really mm-hmm. all the time. Like they show it, but anyways. Yeah. Yep. The other one I've, I've been watching a lot on Disney plus is drain the, drain the oceans. Mm. So the idea is, yep. so, so they, they run out, they go, all over the world, they find the shipwrecks 
they drain the water from around it and kind of talk about what caused this vessel to go down. Mm, yep. A lot of yeah, I watched that. And they have, uh, they've got a, quite a few of them also where they're talking about Alcatraz. They drained the... I did not see those ones yet. I've oh, been, yeah. I've been watching the World War II ones in particular. It's been my interest with the so U.S. and... Yep, the yep. So and, the, yeah. They have those, and then they continue them on where they're doing, uh, like they're doing uh, one where they're searching for the lost city of Atlantis, some mm-hmm. of those kind of things. Right. They're doing ones about Alcatraz and why Alcatraz is such a deadly place as far as the water goes and all these different things. So Yeah, the, the, the seas in and around San Francisco are actually no joke. Mm, like, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, we talk about how bad Cook Inlet can be. Like, San Francisco, I mean, to a smaller vessel is just as deadly as Cook Inlet can be. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, and, you know, they go through that whole thing there. So, I mean, yeah, that's another good show. But, I don't know. I've I've been, uh, I go get myself out in the garage a lot, and I'll put on just a outdoor <laughs> show. That's kind of my. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I get you. Yeah, I've been tuning. I've been doing less outdoor shows over the last say month. Reason being is that a I had all that time with with my wife when we were off. Yep. But B, as it's gotten to where the ice has gotten kind of rotten, and I don't feel. I mean, full disclosure, right? I mean, I went out on the ice with my pickup for the first time this year. I've just never done that. Mm-hmm. I never really got out on the ice as a kid. That was like a you don't do that. Like watch out for that because it's always thin ice in the Pacific Northwest where we were at. So yeah, if it froze over. So having said that, I just kind of go, you know, it's, I'm, I'm jonesing to get out. Like, I know that it's time to get out. You know what I mean? And so I, it's essentially for you, it's like watching, you know, an alcoholic watching some dude take a, you know, drinking a beer. You're like, oh, I just want to do it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. So, so having said that, the other thing is, is. You know, as it's been thawing out, I've been sitting here waiting for things to thaw enough to where I could do it. So, like, the other problem that I run into is, so we talked about this before in terms of the Pacific Northwest. It warms up, and then you just go do what you want to go do. Like, so it's 50. Okay. There's no snow to melt. Yeah. Now so, it's warm enough to be outside, you go. You just go and do your thing. So, yep. it's like, uh, so like, like this weekend, I'd love to be able to get out, but I know what I'm going to be doing. It's going to be literally a leaf blowing the rocks out of my grass. Mm-hmm setting up for my summer, which is going to be amazing, but it's that weekend. So, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. That's why in Alaska, the big, the, the first weekend is normally Memorial day. Mm -hmm. A that's when the campgrounds open up. Most of them. Yeah. Right. Yep. Like all the, the state campgrounds and the city campgrounds, anything that's, you know, that run by a government agency, it's always opens up Memorial day. Yeah. Right. And then two, everyone's, that's really the first time it's really starts, I mean, really warm. Like, it's, it's warm, but you've also got may Because right now, if you're going to go out and you're going to tent camp, you got to prepare for some cold nights. Well, there's that, but there's also just like, okay, I finally have all the snow off my yard and my house has been. There's, I, yeah, stuff to do. Stuff to do. You know I mean? You're, yeah. you're doing all those honeydew lists. And so, mm-hmm. and then kids are still in school. So you think about it, mid-May, kids are getting out of school and, you know oh yeah yep so not that um, school is normal this year but hey who's no totally all over the place but anyway that's normally where you're kind of at you're you're doing the honeydews you're doing the getting the yard raked you're getting all that stuff tuned up and all that stuff and you know all those little maintenance things that you need to do yeah speaking of tune up one of the evening projects i was doing is working on that little honda trying to get it up and running yeah i I think i need to tear down the carburetor won't be that big a Uh, deal but it's actually not that bad. It's it's like no. everything's the way they designed it is actually super easy. There's one gasket, which is a rubber O-ring, and there's a couple of things I need to spray out that all come from the outside. It's like sweet, hmm. like super simple. Nice, but you know, I'm excited that, about that one. Yeah, and it runs smooth. So like when I get it on the ether and just run it on the ether, mm-hmm. dude, that thing just runs like a kitten. So you just need to get tuned up. Mm-hmm. Just need to get that carburetor up and running, and then it will it will be on. I wonder what West Marine would charge you to do that. West Marine won't do it. Who's the boat guys? Bass Pro will do it, and then uh, Anchorage or Alaska uh, diving and mining or mining and diving. Yeah, Alaska mining and diving. Yep. yep. In this case, it's it's literally two bolts. Take the carburetor off, and then put it on my yeah. workbench. And the nice thing about Honda, if you type in your serial number, oh nice. They will actually give you the exploded diagram for it. 
perfect like this part so it's like oh there you go so it's yep. super easy to do yep and in this case it's a nice easy carburetor so i'm not too worried mm -hmm. about it yeah i'm excited i'm really looking forward to it so yeah i'm trying to avoid the hunting and outdoor shows right now just because i am kind of jonesing <laughs> i am out like at work the other thing i've been doing a lot of is at work um and now i to watch tv obviously yeah they, they kind of frown on that I mean, you know, the hospital, they get a little upset, even in my position. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Yeah. Anyways, but while I'm like on hold and I'm doing things and like sometimes in, you know, like the meetings and the part that I don't need to pay attention to, okay, most, <laughs> most of the meeting, so all Zoom meetings, right? And, but yeah. my, 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 my video isn't set up so I can like pay attention listening to the meeting mm -hmm. and I can have my phone in my hand. I've been doing a lot of Onyx searching. Hmm. That's the other big thing I've been doing. Like, just like going, hey, here's a spot here. This looks good. This is an access point. Like, you know, trying to you know, do those little things now to where I don't. Yeah. I kind of have a I think foggy notion. For me, though, I've been doing that all winter. And that's where I'm at. It's like, for me now, it's like, if I go on Onyx, I'm going to look at the same, like, 15 spots mm -hmm. and go, I'm not going to get any more information from this now. I need to actually put boots on the ground. Oh, I agreed. But so my point I, is, is, I'm. For me, I'd much rather watch it video of other guys out duck hunting or sure. you know something else like that that's just like man i know you know moose hunting i'm not gonna go moose hunting in a week you know it's true because season's not open but it just keeps you know something to look forward to you know duck hunting is just always amazing so watching that and then ducks if i get on onyx that's when i start getting antsy because it's like oh now i need to go put my boots on the ground now i need to go out there mm -hmm. that's when i start getting like I was, I was actually, because I go out and get hay for a ho for the horses um, you know, once a week, and we drive out to, you know, right past the hay flats, the duck mm -hmm. flats, um, go that out the old highway, yeah, uh, out the highway, and then uh, basically out to the butte. So you're going past uh, the tail race and all that stuff. But as you come around the, the old highway by the bridges there, the old mm -hmm. bridges, there's that giant gravel bar mm, on the, yes, the, yes, the yes. Kinnick River. And I look at that going, man, I just want to get back out in there. I want to explore that a little more because I, I have this weird suspicion there's going to be some really good spots to set up late duck hunting in there. So that and rabbit and ptarmigan, all that kind of stuff is huge in there. So I think it will be a lot of fun because I think we have a lot of the small game piece we have, we have not pursued as much, I don't think. At least I haven't in my career as a hunter. Oh, it's fun. It's amazing. Well, I mean, I've done it. It's, it's a lot yeah. of fun. It's amazing. My point is I've always been after something else, fishing. It's been, yeah. a, it's been an ancillary so, piece to other things. You know what I mean? Like it's like a, the, the question. So is, I'm, I'm, is it because it's not worth it? No, it's just something that's, well, it's not that it's not worth it. Like, I mean, it's totally worth if, it. Like if, if I'm going to go out there, then I need to make sure I'm getting like, you know, enough to, you know, sustain or food, feed something or, no, it has nothing to do no. with that. What it okay. usually is is just like, so in Oregon, there's not a ton of rabbits, number one, but like where mm -hmm. we were at rabbits and things like that, it was usually ancillary to something else. You know what I mean? So like I was out deer hunting and there was a rabbit. Um, yeah. You know, I'm going out fishing. You know what I mean? So it's just other things I was focused on. Yeah. So like up here, what I would argue is, is that for me to go rabbit hunting, well, in the middle of winter, that's a great thing. I mean, I should need to do more of that. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. it's more of a, it's always been more of a, I'm heading out and I want to go fishing. So like in the state of Oregon right now, you can Jones all you want. Fishing's not open just because, you know, they, they limit it down, not so much because of the ice and things like that, but there's time. So there's times when it's open sure. or not. So, um, well, for me, it's more about just being out in the woods, honestly. Right, but, but I was doing other things out in the woods. So in the springtime, a lot of the uh, wood permits would come open. So I'd go get firewood. And so I mean, yeah. it sounds crazy, but in the, in Oregon and Washington now, you have to go out on certain days, certain areas. Yeah. So we'd go chase down firewood. So I'm out in the woods chasing down firewood, running a chainsaw. Well, you're not going to see anything. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. So for me, I think it like, man, I just want to go hiking, grab the, grab the 22 or the mm -hmm. 410 or the, and just go walk some back flat area and see what you push up. Yeah. It's literally just walking in the woods. Yeah, what is what is hiking versus hunting? Differences are you taking your rifle for a stroll or not? Yeah, well, up here it's are you taking the smaller rifle over for the stroll or? Because <laughs> I mean, let's <laughs> you know face what I'm it, saying. most people take their rifles just on a regular hike anyway. Just yeah, right. 
<laughs> never know. <laughs> you never know when a big old brownie is going to pop its head out at you and you need to give it a little uh, acute lead poisoning. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, that's one place that, so that for me getting on Onyx does that. I get all mm. jittery and man, I just want to just get out there. I got to go see what this looks like. Cause I know you can look at something on Onyx and that picture was taken in an instant. How many years ago? Well, like that uh, random cache we found out there in 16A that one time. Remember that? We're like, well, we got to get back there. I'm like, wait a minute. This was taken probably five years ago. That's long gone by now. Mm-hmm. You know, some boy, you know, some kind of a tent or a Connex or something was out there. Yeah. It might still be out there. We don't know. But. It might be. But like for me, it's not necessarily about that. It's about, okay, what I'm seeing on Onyx looks like this is a nice little trail that goes in there. But you get out there now and it's all washed out and there's, you know, muskag and all the stuff on it. Right. right. You know, because if they had taken a picture of something last year and put it out there when there was hardly any rain and everything was dry and you could drive across the muskag on your four-wheeler, no problem. That's a whole different look than, you know in a month when all the snow is melted and hmm. you go out there and you sink your quad up to the handlebars, you know, that's where you are going to do. Yeah. So, I mean, that's yeah, where I, that's why I get all, I, I, I like Onyx, so, but I don't like Onyx right, for sure. that I, very reason. But I only do it at work. I have a rule. I'm kind of like an alcoholic in the sense that I have that <laughs> rule. Like I have rules around Onyx right now and I can only do it at work. Yeah. Get my mind off of work. And yep. I can like only do it at meeting times, things like that. The other mm. one that I check every day right now that I am, I'll, I'll be honest, full confession mode right here. So my name's Dave and I have a tool problem. Um, full confession. I am on Alaska 511 every day now. For the, uh, the snow uh, load up on ta- the, 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 the Talkeetna cutoff. There's a, yep. the, that's the closest we can get. Yeah, and I'm like, cam. there's a cam there. And I know that I'm watching the snow load just drops. It's like, it's getting there, but it's, I mean, there's still a big pile of snow out there. Oh yeah. We still yeah. got two, three weeks. Yeah. So I'm like, look at that. I kind of go, Hmm. Hmm. Once I can see back in the woods and I can see those. See, I think it's because I've, because I grew up here and I understand that, you know, I just know 16 a, sure. we're not going to get out there till May first two weeks of May. Okay. Easily with the four wheelers. Like right. you can go out there, but you're, you bring your snowshoes. And plan on getting stuck. Plan on getting stuck because you're not going to get through the snow berms and you're not going to get through those things. You know, the, as soon as that snow melts, man, it's going to be sloppy, sloppy, sloppy. You're going to be able to drive the roads and maybe some of the major, major trails, but it's mm. so wet because the ground underneath is still frozen. Mm, true. So you have all that water that melted from the snow that's just sitting in between the frozen ground and the layer. top. And it's just this mucky, mucky nastiness. Hiking it is one thing once it, the snow goes away because you're not going to tear it up with your feet, but you get out on a quad, you're going to tear that up and turn into some mud holes. Mm, true. So but I look know, at this as really getting back in there. That's why this year for bear baiting in particular, I honestly don't expect to, to even really see bears until end of July. I really honestly don't even, if we, if we don't get our stand up and really good until mid July, I'm happy with that. Oh, I'm not disagreeing. My goal this year, I mean, you know, my, my thought on the bear stand is just I would rather take one, two, three, even most of the summer if that's what it takes to find the right spot. Oh, yeah. Yep. Because absolutely. If, because, like, if you take, you know, like with what Pat did in the sense of his stand, he's now five years in, but it's the same spot consistently, right? Because he found it by just being out there. Well, but he found it by being out there. But, right, but here's the thing is you talk to him today – about his bears, he'll tell you about the last two, three years, he's very successful out there. Hmm, yeah. And my point is he's just, he's just consistently conce- uh, successful out there. I want to be that guy. I want to be that well, guy that says, but my point is, Pat the first, found, my Pat point is found when he was out there though, Pat found bear trails. He was out in an area. He's like, man, there's bear trails all over here. I'm going to put a stand here. Right. But my point is, is that he also know that's part of it. Right. But I do think we can move bears to our stand. Oh yeah, you're gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna right? move through that whole area. But if you can find an area where they naturally traffic through, you're gonna have a higher percentage chance. Just like in our last area on Zero Lake Road, we happened to mistakenly found a place where they just naturally walked through. They right. were going from one side of the area to the other, and we set up right there, and we had bears. You get off of that area, and you struggle. Right. My point is, is that I think that the if we get it up, get it up, and consistently have food out there they will adjust their travel lanes to our stand 
to a certain extent. To yes. a certain extent. So my point but is that if, if we, we spend the, but if we spend the summer looking for those trails, right? We exactly. Purely spend the summer out there looking around, trying to figure out where these animals are going into and moving from. All you're going to do better next year will be better than if we just say, Oh, we're just going to bait it heavily. And eventually they'll come to us. Agreed. And so that's, you know, part of me wants to get out there and start looking and just being out in the woods and mm-hmm. being, you know, I enjoy being out on the quad. I enjoy just being out in the woods, deep woods. Yep. Nobody else is around just you and your buddies. You know yeah. what I mean? I think the first part of this year, uh, you know, through May is going to be a lot of foot traffic out there. We're just not going to be able to get the quads deep where we want to go. Mm. And they had a heavy snow year this year too, which is just going to, it's going to be mucky. It's, it's going to be very mucky. It's going to be you, when you get out there, it's going to be completely different than the way it was last year. No. Yeah. Last year it was, yeah. I mean, I, I rolled out there in August and I rolled three miles on the muskeg and you don't, yeah. <laughs> well, don't a, do a, you don't go that far, but B, I don't, I, other than where like, like the true, like mud holes, but even those were few and far between, like I could get around them. First time we went out in late August, I can remember one time I rolled all the way out. I remember looking over and saying, I don't think my tires got wet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it was really yeah. weird. It was because we were in a drought all summer. summer. Yeah. It was hot. So, yeah. This year, I don't think it's going to be that way. Mm-mm. I mean, it's just going to be, uh, but once we do find our spot, that's when we really can start, start into it. But yeah, but if we're smart, you know, we can find a spot where we can stream live Netflix out there and we can watch crap on the bear stand. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm just messing with no. you. <laughs> not not going to happen. Not going to happen. No, I'm with you. You can do whatever you want, but <laughs> I'll be reading a book. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm, you know, what I, I'm excited to go do this year. Mm. Goal painting. You know, I've got a sluice, right? I do know you have a sluice. Yeah. And I got a couple of pans, two pans. I got two or three hiding around here. I got two plastic ones. Yeah. They're in my I camping two or three stuff. in here somewhere. I got one that sits in my truck all the time and then one in my camping box. And then I think I have another one on top of the freezer over there. So that could be yeah. a weekend. Oh, easy. Just go up mm-hmm. to somewhere, find a little gold spot. Even if we get up way back, backside of Petersville and go play around in those creeks. Well, you, you know, know, they right there at the roadhouse right where they're or where they cross over Curta mm-hmm. Creek right there. There's yep. that, that adventure that comes out there and gold pans right there all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, there's that, and then there's one out towards uh, Glen Allen. It's right as you come right by the big hill. Guy, I forget the name of the – it's before you hit Eureka, before you hit – there's that really big, long, steep downgrade. It's right as you're coming down like not – you're not even to Sutton yet. It's on the other side of Sutton from us. It's – The other side of Sutton. Yeah, so your other side of Sutton, I remember, so if you're heading out towards Glen Allen, you, you, the road curves to the, to the left, and it's really narrow. Like, it's like where it's kind of narrowing up. And you go down the hill, and then you come back up the big log. Remember, the, there's that big, steep grade as you climb up towards Eureka. Like, that super long, real you're thinking, tough. You're thinking Hicks Creek. Is that Hicks Creek? There is a gold panning area right there. It's kind of funny to get That's to. That's right by where they launch all the cars during uh yeah it's a little, a little past that yeah yeah glacier view that's, glacier view glacier views of yeah a few areas there i don't know where they can try to think of what creek oh you're caribou creek caribou creek that's it yep yep so that's that's a, that's another yep. spot that you can do it at mm-hmm. yep i don't know i think i'd rather go to croto i mean at least you can have you know, it's a little bigger area easier to park the trucks well so, so caribou creek it's right as you – so I'm looking at now – actually, on Onyx as we get done talking about them. I love them. So it is just past um, Matanuska, Glacier Creek. Mm-hmm. So it comes and it hangs a hard left, the, the highway does. And there's a road that goes down to the bottom down there where you're allowed to do, do your thing. However – Yeah, and again, this is where I uh, – It's steep. Like Onyx, Onyx bugs me because – you can only see so much, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe I'm trying to look it up right now. If I remember correctly, that is not accessible. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a state ex- a- access point there. there. There is a state access point there. I know there is. I have seen it. 
but it's still very steep to get down to the area where you have to get down to. The one out past Petersville is much easier. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, as far as like, and the nice thing about the ones past Petersville, we can take our pickups up there. It's not like it's that big of a road. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Like, you can get in there real easy versus, all right, so here we go. We're going to play it. <laughs> you know, there's the, I love Zoom for this, and then I don't like Zoom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We talked about this last time. Mm-hmm. All right. Exactly. So, there you go. Manuska Glacier. Here's a highway. It does this loop up, and here's Caribou Creek. Right. So if you go, no, it's not there. You're thinking right here. There's that spot, but if you scroll to the to the bottom of your screen, there's a road. iTunes. There's a trail. Yeah, your iTunes, man. Yeah, that right. That you can go down this, there. But that's that's steep right there. That is ridiculously steep. That is a hike. Yeah, it's no this, joke. Yeah. Um. So. That's not like, and then this is the easier access, but this is rapidly nasty. You don't really want to do that. And I don't know, this is blocked off here, I believe, too. You can't get down to the river. Right. You, yeah, you can't drive down the river. So, I mean, uh, this here ends right there. You can't drive this down into here, into the Caribou Creek area. Because I believe there's cabins down in here, but I don't think that is accessible, really. I think it's gated. And this is where I use multiple different things because now I can look right here mm-hmm. and see what an access is. And yeah, you might actually. So it's private. Right. So. But the point is, yeah, Google, Google Earth has a lot really cool that you can see those street views. Like you can go right past my house and look at my house you know it's kind of cool yeah. kind of creeperish yeah. sure but yeah. um that's one of the I, I i i'll do both in tandem because sure. that is the one thing i can look at something on onyx alone and be like oh yeah it looks like i can get right through there and then you go here and you see a gate that is or, really unaccessible you can't see it on onyx just because the resolution is just you can't get that close to this teeny little gate or it's one of those things where it goes up and down, like super up and down, but it's within the 100-foot gradient mark, so you don't realize it. And it's like, oh, it's going straight up, straight down, straight up, straight down. And you're like going, oh, well, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you, you can look at this from this view that, it, well, I just shared. I mean, you can see where you'd hike from, and it is a it is a hike. Yeah, it's, so uh, it's just no joke. Caribou is one thing. I'm Crotto. I'm, eh. Try to go to Crotto. Exactly. And then farther, is it Cro- still Croto that's farther up behind Petersville mm-hmm. through the canyon? That That's Croto Creek all the way up through there. Yeah, so there's two areas on Croto you can you can really hit real easy. Yeah. So We need to go down on Croto Creek and go down oil well, if nothing else. And I'm this is what I'm kind of anxious to do. I'm willing to drag the ATVs out there and not ATV for the sole fact of just getting on a couple of the like, Croto Creek, Moose Creek. There's one other creek where there's public access. Mm-hmm. So there's like cabins kind of around there, but they have like pull off, like go fish. And I yeah. want to get on those trout in there. I guarantee, oh, yeah. I guarantee you there's some trout in there. Beautiful fly fishing water. I sure. just want to get out there. I'm going to try and do another thing here. All this technology getting so cool. Dude. Normally I just show you on my phone as we're sitting across the table, but. Right. Or we'd spin a computer around and go, Hey, check out this. Exactly. But this is uh that's all right too. If my computer's actually going to do it. Cause... Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know my cousin, right? Which one? Jason. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So. so. So, for those of us that are listening and not seeing, <laughs> there is moose. There is fish. There and when is... We, say, we say moose, we're talking like trophy bowl. Like Jason's got, that is a big bowl. That's a four-brow time moose right there. That is what you call I'm putting that joker on my wall moose. Yeah. Um, there's a couple in here that aren't. There's one in here that's a little dorky forky, but um, he still looks really happy. Oh, yeah. But the fish he's got here are just amazing. So and he's got these hockey photos. I don't know anything about that. Well, that's because you're not cool. Well, you know, I'm just, we were never into the hockey thing, really. Well, you grew up in. We grew up in. Fo- we did football. And football's not big up here, really. No, the season's just not long enough. Yeah, and it's, yeah. So Jason has a, a good buddy, and anyone who grew up in Alaska, 
knows Bailey's Furniture. Oh, even those of us that didn't. Well, any so any of us that grew up up here know the old Bailey's commercials with okay. Buddy with Buddy Bailey, and Buddy was always spinning his uh, his basketball, doing a little. You know, he's a basketball player. So, mm. um, but Jason now works with Buddy at a different place. They both work for New York Life, I believe. But uh, okay. they go fishing all the time, and those two, man, they can they can fish. So speaking of old commercials from where you came from, yeah, have you ever seen the Trunk Monkey commercials? Trunk Monkey. Yes. Oh, so, yes, I have. Suburban Auto Group did that in Gresham, Oregon. So they're like Gresham is like the suburbs of Portland. Like it's, uh, it's what thirty miles. I mean, it's all yeah. like continuous city out there. You know, what I mean, so it bumps right into Gresham, but sure, it's out there to, towards the Gresham area. And the Suburban Auto Group, they did all those trunk monkeys. So that's huh. what we're famous for. Interesting. And the other one they had, those funny, speaking of commercials, they had one out in Hillsborough, which is the other direction in town. The guy had a kangaroo trying to sell GMC pickups. Why a kangaroo? Yeah, he had, I remember this distinctly in the 80s. He had a kangaroo, and he had like that cheesy like 70s thing going on, like, you know, slick salesman kind of thing. And uh, then yeah. they put on this old lady. And it was in 92 when this came out because you remember how Dodge, how they went to that kind of, I guess you call it the unique front end. Like if you look at like an older pickup, yep. like pre 90, they all kind of like a square kind of boxy look a little round. And then they went to the weird rounded fenders with the with special hood. And the, yep. Right. So they still kind of have that, but, but it was, but it was like, it was shocking in 92 when they came out with it. Right. That's yeah. a nice bow. They so, would, always, they always have this lady come on real quick and she would always say, don't you buy. No, ugly truck. (laughs) (laughs) And they should, but anyways, of course. (laughs) Anyway, so I got this picture sent to me. It's a nice bow. It's a very nice bow, but I started, of course, me going, hmm, where was that, Jason? He's like, over there. Yeah, over there. Yeah, and I started looking at this going, what does this look like back here? You know, the the background. Mm -hmm. Pretty sure. And I'm like, is that Montana? And he's like, "Hmm, could be. Like, hmm. I don't think it's Montana. I'm thinking he's down Croto or down down that area. I don't know if that was the exact picture, but that looks like it could be down Croto. Yeah, it, it's down Oil Well. I think. I think they're fishing Oil Well Road. Either Moose Creek or Montana, or uh, not Montana, Moose Creek or Croto. Yep. Could be either one of them. Yeah. So, and this is July you know, when the pictures were uploaded. So, so it was a while ago, but I mean, still probably taken fairly close. You know what I mean? Within mm-hmm. a week, most of us, oh, yeah. most of us, you know, we don't necessarily yep. pause to upload those. Yeah. But, uh, old buddy Bailey there cruising up some Creek somewhere. Uh, sure. Yeah. That's not, not part of the, mm, you know, there's a way you can actually get in there and get the data files out of that stuff and tell you right where it was at. Yeah, I'm not that tech savvy. I don't really care that much. <laughs> the but I mean, yeah. So they obviously were cruising up somewhere with a boat somewhere. Where there's yeah. a little. Croto's a little smaller. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Yeah. It could be Croto. But anyway, this is one of my favorite pictures of he sent me. He caught this. That's a fish and a fish. Yeah, he caught a fish that was eating another fish. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, enough about that. Gets me all ready to go. But it's, dude, it's time, man. Yeah. It is time. Enough talking. Let's do it, right? The, the, the lakes are starting to, especially in the Matsu, you're getting that, you know, 10, 15 foot of open water around them. You start throwing line in there, dude. Dock rods. Mm. Yeah, that, we need to get that challenge going. Well, but the salmon aren't in. That's our that's our challenge, right? So, but the yeah, the kings aren't here yet. We both know that. Like, but mm. we're both jonesing. Mm. It's a little early. Oh, my dock rod's in my truck already. <laughs> Mine's not only because I park at the you know at the hospital for eight nine hours a day and don't want it stolen, but I got it in my bed box and locked up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm. And so. the th- yeah, and besides, I, I I suppose I could throw them in the suburbans. That's why I usually take out, but. Mm. it's just so easy for me to walk out my garage grab and go because mm. i'm probably grabbing my rubber boots out there anyways that are right next yeah. to my 
my, um, I'm cruising back and forth, through, and I've seen a couple people so far going back down to. Uh, <coughs> oh, sorry about that, Rona. Um, is that you? Yeah, Rona <laughs> snuck up on me there. So I've seen a couple people walking back into uh, tail race already with lines. I just feel like pretty, that's pretty real. sure they're chasing trout, though. Yeah, that could be. That easily could be. Because I say I mean, for for salmon, it's, it's way early. Oh, way early! But this is the time right now. As those that ice starts going away, and those rivers are are mm. are shallow, and fish are starting to to pop their head up. They're looking for bugs. They're looking for anything they can get there. And the thing we don't th- you th- you think about, but you don't think about up here. So one of the things I'm always used to thinking about is the springtime. You know, we would get the warmth, right? But then the rivers would come up, and then they would fall because of the this is the snow melt, right? So spring snow melt, you knew you were, at least in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Here they do the same thing, but not near as drastic, I'm noticing. Mm-mm. Nope. Campbell Creek the other day, because over the sky bridge there at, at work, mm-hmm. you know, as you're going between the T Tower and the D Tower, yep. there's the sky bridge. I eat lunch there because I can sit there, look over Campbell Creek, and at least dream of fishing, even though it's a pot to piss in. Yep. It's better than looking at my four walls of my office. Which I have caught fish out of there before. No, I'm sure you have. I mean, there is the Campbell yeah. Creek fishery. So, I mean, it is, it's legit, but. Well, it was when I was working at Prof. <laughs> we got bored one day. We uh, made some hooks out of uh, paper clips, found some, like, some sort of string somewhere. It might have been dental floss from, you know, the ER or something, you know, something like that. <laughs> All stuck, a couple, stuck a couple berries on that thing and kind of threw that thing down in some of those little holes and caught a little couple little fish by that big. Yeah, Nice. But uh, one thing I did notice is about a week ago, it got real high. Mm-hmm. Like I was watching the, the, the sticks in there. Like it got muddy, it got high, and now it's back shallow again. Yeah. Like, and so I, and I kind of go, hey, we've got quite a bit of melt-off going. The tail race may not be a bad area to just go walk with a fly rod real quick and just flick a couple flies around. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, in that river, the knick is so low right there. It I'm is. Pretty, you could probably wade across it to the other gravel bar, which is in the summertime completely underwater. Right. You know, you throw your waders on, you could get across that. It'd be chilly, but you could do it. Uh, but with your thermal, not thermal, but your uh, neoprenes, it would be terrible. Something. Yeah. So, I, I mean, mean, could be done. And I don't know. It's one of those, like, you drive by it, you see it, and the same, it gets me the same feeling as when I'm staring at Onyx. Like, I just want to go, go and get out and do. So, mm. but maybe I should go Sunday and wet a line. I got so much to do around the house. Yeah, that's my problem. Is yeah, I've got the honeydew list. And do I do the honeydew list now, or try and push it off to yeah. Monday evening? Ugh. Oh, uh, you might want to do it now. Just saying. Yeah, I'll do some of it. I mean, I'll I'll try and get as much done tomorrow yeah. as I can. Yeah, I gotta. I, I'm personally not moving, but I'm gonna help move a friend. Um, mm. she, she's gonna be. Long story. She's gonna end up having to move here during this COVID thing, and. So Yuck. it's like, yeah. So I'll have to do that project. Mm, good times. Mm, at least she doesn't have a lot of junk. It'll be pretty easy to move her. Yeah. All things considered. But but yeah, it's interesting to see what people are watching, like on Netflix. Like mm. you see the memes on the internet. Like, okay, you've now streamed all of Netflix, the end. <laughs> yeah, right. Dude, there's some weird crap on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Just, uh I don't know stuff that I don't I know. think I think that's why I I like Amazon Video better because I just search for certain things. It doesn't give me all the ads of watch this, look at this, and you know, right? That bugs me on it on it, uh, especially with Netflix. Is when you sign into Netflix, it gives you a preview of whatever show is you know being pushed at that moment. I'm like, I don't want to know. So, well, there's yeah, there's the top 10 trending mm-hmm. and the, yeah yeah all stuff i'm like no i just want to search this watch that so mm-hmm. and i don't know amazon prime's got some really good hunting videos they got a good uh water they of, one. yeah they got lots of good stuff on there they yep. really do but and like you say up here in alaska i mean it seems like almost everybody has an amazon account yeah yep so that's what i do mm. that's where i've been so there you go Yep. Cool. Right on. Well, I guess we should probably wrap this one. We're yeah, getting close. We're getting towards that point where I'm tired and it's time to go to bed. And it's probably time to call it. All right. Well, 
Uh, as always, hit us up on our social media platforms. We have uh, Facebook and Instagram and email accounts and all that good jazz. And uh, wherever you listen to us on whatever platform, give us a good five-star rating and we can keep doing this. So right on. Cool, man. You be safe. And uh, we need to get together. Well, hold on. They're lifting the band, so we will be able to uh, get together here shortly. Yep, yep. Very soon. All right. Till next time. Till next time.